time when things are shifting. We're going to be a new world order. We've got to lead it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. What's up, everyone? It is Thursday, February 9th, and we welcome you to tonight's broadcast. I'm your host, Ricky Scaparo. This is End Time Headlines. If you're new to the broadcast and you're joining us uh, for the first time, let us know in the comment section below if you're watching by Rumble, by YouTube, or by Facebook Live, or whatever platform in which you're able to comment. Let us know where you guys are joining us from. So we we do want to welcome you, and we, we hope that you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. Again, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our main website and whatever platform you may be watching from. I uh, want to talk about some stuff tonight. I want to, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the earthquake um, that there are the series of quakes that struck Turkey, uh, two, uh, distinctive mega quakes. Uh, even the scientists now and seismologists are, uh, labeling these as mega quakes, which is a very interesting term. And we talked about that in a, in a, a previous podcast, how the word megos in Greek comes from the term where we get the term mega, mega quake. And, uh, and it's in uh, the book of Luke. It talks about then there will be great earthquakes in diverse places. As of the recording of this today on again on February 9th of 2023. Uh, the toll has now surpassed 20,000 fatalities. Uh, and this is throughout Turkey and Syria or that region that was impacted again. Uh, the death toll now according to the Washington Post and other sources, have now surpassed 20,000. According to the article, uh, excavators have dug along trenches on the edge of a pine forest there, and uh, also they're rushing to provide burial spaces for hundreds of people recovered from the collapsed buildings as authorities, again, across Turkey and Syria, have announced a death toll that has now surpassed at least 20,000, making it the deadliest such disaster in more than a decade. If, if Now, I could be standing to be corrected in this, but I believe um, the the only other disaster, at least in, the, in this decade, I would say in the last 12 years, if we were to go back and look through these records, I think it was the March 11, 2011 Japanese earthquake and tsunami. And we're going to, I want to touch a little bit on that tonight. Um, but the, the information that's coming out, uh, in regards to this, these two major earthquakes here in, in the, in Turkey at the epicenter are astounding because when we get into some scripture, I want to show you some stuff. So without further ado, I want to, let's take you to the book of Haggai. Look what it says here with me in the book of Haggai. Uh, This is from the New King James Version. Uh, This is in Haggai chapter 2, verses 6 through 9. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, once more it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, 
the sea and the dry land. Uh, I, and verse seven, and I will shake all nations and they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Or yes, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Guys, there is so much in this scripture um, that I really want to pull out of this because this is really what I felt in my heart when I was reading this, that we have to remember that, number one, none of this catches God off base. It's not like he was up there in heaven and he was working and he was doing his thing and this just caught him off guard and he's shocked and heaven is shocked and the angels are shocked and 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 all everyone is just in bewilderment because this slipped by and they just didn't happen to have on the news that day on their television in heaven no God is sovereign. He's still on the throne. He's still in control. And according to the words of Haggai, it says here that God himself will be responsible for shaking heaven, earth, sea, and the dry land, and all the nations of the earth will be directly impacted. Again, I want to say this again for the back row. God himself will be directly involved, not blue beam, not harp, not CERN, not to say that any of these creations can be responsible for producing these things, but a lot of people, listen, believers, I see a lot of believers are quick to give credit to these man-made factions and creations versus acknowledging that God himself is bringing about these things. One, because it's a result of sin upon the earth. And two, it's fulfilling Bible prophecy. So I want to, again, in Haggai, he says that God himself will be responsible for shaking all four corners of the entire planet. Including, again, heaven. And earth. So not only is earth impacted, but heaven. Remember, when you get into the book of Luke chapter 21, it says, I'm going to read this from 25 to 26. Again, well, we'll go ahead and read all of these things. We'll read Luke 21, 25 through 28. If you're listening by Spotify or Apple. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth. Look, now listen what it says here. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. So again, this agrees with Haggai. The powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. In verse 28, and now when these things begin to happen... Look up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. So again, going back to Haggai, we know that there's a shaking and that there will be a continual shaking. But it's interesting through this, he talks about he the Lord emphasizes that the silver is his, the gold is his. 
Uh, and he talks about the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. So it's almost like he's emphasizing to the listener that when you're seeing chaos shaking across the globe, when you see like the whole planet is in disarray, perplexity, distress, this shaking is impacting uh, all of creation itself. Remember who is still in control, not the governments of the world, not the elites, not the new world order, not the Illuminati, not the secret uh, alliances and all these people. No, God is saying, I am still on the throne and your source is is not fully in the resources of this planet and of this system. Come on, somebody of Wall Street, of the economy, of the stock market exchange or gold or silver. The Lord says it's all mine. And then it's interesting in verse eight or verse nine. He says the glory of this latter temple should be greater than the former. How in the world does he go from a shaking of the globe to uh, emphasizing that God owns the economies of the world and the resources, and then he shifts to his glory. I, To me, you know what this speaks? Just, now look, you've heard me talk about this. I don't, I'm not looking per se for this global revival that's going to sweep the earth like the waters uh, cover the seas. I don't see that. In fact, I see the opposite of that. I see where there's great deception, falsehood, falling away, apostasy, all that. And we're going to cover that probably on Monday on on next week's podcast. There's some more information that's come out. We want to share some stuff with you. So we'll touch on that. But that's not to say, listen to me, that there won't be pockets. And I, I call them downpours of revivals or moves of God in the earth. So in the midst of calamity, there'll be a, there will also be moves of God just because you're not seeing it in your church or there's not happening in your community. Doesn't mean that God's still not moving in somebody else's church or somebody else's community. Because listen, friend, God moves where there is expectation, where there's hunger, where people has prepared accordingly, where they have been praying, they've been fasting, they've been seeking. The last time I checked, my word says that uh, it is impossible without faith. It's impossible to, to please God. And God is a rewarder of those who what diligently seek him. So he's still pouring out a spirit that never stopped. It was initiated in Joel uh, all the way up there in Acts chapter two in the days of on the day of Pentecost. It was it was being poured out, but it's still continually being poured out. So I, I come by to tell you now, look, you're going to need this encouragement right now. You're going to need this uh, equipping that I'm giving you right now to get you to where I'm going. Because I. When I get into the latter parts of this, we don't want to promote fear. We want to give you a redemptive hope in the midst of warning you about what is to come and what's coming. All right. So having said that, let me shift gears here. When you when I get into the word of God and when I look into the future and I'm not talking about looking in a, a crystal ball or I'm a psychic or I'm not even claiming to be a prophet. No, I'm talking about the word of God. When we get into what John wrote in the book of Revelation, when we go to Revelation chapter 6, verses 13 through 15, let me pull it up. Uh, here's what he said. This is what John saw. We're not in the tribulation yet. 
But there will come a time when we we will enter into uh, what scholars call the tribulation period. And then right around mid-trib is right here in Revelation uh, 6, 13 through 15, um, you're right around Revelation 16 on, you're getting close to mid-trib. Okay, so having said that, listen what he says. And the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Look what John says here. And then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up. And when he says, when this event takes place, it says, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. Now I want to say that one more time. John, John says that there is some type of event that will take place. This is not allegorical. It's not analytical. It's not symbolic. It's not, it is a literal event that John is seeing and using language and terminology that he had in his day to describe a future event. He said, I saw stars of heaven falling to the earth. And as a result of this, the sky receding like a scroll when it's rolled up. So whatever this event is, it's going to impact the heavens. And he said, as a result of this, every mountain and island is going to be moved out of its place. Oh, I, I, please, I, you've got to get this in your in your spirit, in your mind. Every mountain, every item will move in its place. Because I'm going to give you some information in this podcast in light of this that I think you're going to find fascinating. Now look at verse 15. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the, the, uh, the mighty men, every slave, every free man, hide themselves in the caves and in the rocks and in the mountains. So look at this. So have you seen movies like Armageddon or Deep Impact where, where in which, uh, or, uh, what's that other one? 2012. I think it's another one where there's these cataclysmic events, these ELEs or these extension level events that are happening upon the earth. And of course, there is these governments of the world, these elites, the powerful, the kings of the earth, and they have all, uh, uh, Greenland. Greenland is another one. That's a new one with, uh, Jared Butler's in it. Um, and that's about meteors falling or, uh, or a comet breaking up and falling to this, uh, to the earth. So anyways, even in that movie, you have these elites, the governments of the world, the Kings of the earth, and they all, they, they create these, like these arcs, these underground bunkers, and they all go into these places so that in which they can survive and they can repopulate the earth. Now, What's interesting, we see these portrayed on the big screen in Hollywood, but this is exactly, this is exactly what's going to happen when we get into the tribulation. Everything that they have produced through Hollywood and through these movies, they're going to try to actually create this. They're going to try to live this out and do this. Even remember in Armageddon and uh, Deep Impact. Remember there was a, there was this dinosaur or this, uh, 
this this we, they call it a dinosaur killer uh this this uh asteroid that is an extinction level asteroid that is coming to hit the earth in both of these movies and what do they do they send out a shuttle full of astronauts and these experts and they also have nuclear weapons on these uh, on the shuttle and they send it up to the actual asteroid in which they're trying to put it upon the asteroid to get it on the asteroid. And then they're trying to blow up the asteroid or they'll shoot uh, some type of a, uh, a missile or rocket or whatever, and try to deter the asteroid off course of the trajectory of the earth that was in those novels. Well, do you know that NASA is actually w- working on this? They've actually conducted um, drills of this. So again, all this stuff, guys, that we see in these movies and these novels, this is all snapshots and previews of what's coming. But I, but I don't want to get hung up on that. The one thing I want you to pull out of this is John said, I saw every island and mountain moved out of its place. Every island and every mountain moved out of its place. Now, I want you to put a stake there because we're going to come back and we're going to touch on that. But when we get into the the death toll of, of earthquakes like what we're seeing now in the Mideast, and people, I remember when uh, there has been, it was several years ago, we did a podcast and we talked about uh, this out of the book of Revelation chapter 11, I talked about how there will be this great earthquake according to uh, what John saw when the two witnesses are slain and they're left in the streets for three and a half days. And the Bible says that the people of the earth will pass gifts one to another while their bodies lay slain in the streets. And then after three and a half days, God will resurrect them. They will hear a voice from heaven saying, come up here. I believe it's the same voice that John heard in Revelation chapter 4 when the Bible says he heard a voice as of a trumpet that says, come up here. And the Bible says immediately he was caught up in the spirit. I believe it's the same voice that we're going to hear when the event happens in, what is it, First Thessalonians. I believe it's First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 17. In a moment, a twink of an eye, uh, it, it, Paul t- describes this event, but uh, he also says in First Thessalonians 4, he says that there will be a shout and the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God, and we shall be caught up. There's going to be a voice speaking as a trumpet, and it's going to utter something, and through the utterance of the voice of God from heaven, we... The, uh, the dead in Christ will be caught up first, and then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up with them. But anyway, that's a whole other study. But... Nevertheless, this voice is going to be heard and the whole world will not only watch this, but they will see this and hear this. Now, right off the bat, that tells me that this this could have never happened in John's day because the technology did not even exist in his day uh, to make it capable of the nations of the world to even witness this event simultaneously. They didn't have satellites. They didn't have cable television. They didn't have social media, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook Live. They didn't have any of that stuff. But we live now in 2023. We have the technology readily available to stream live simultaneously every nation 
tribe and tongue to see this event, what's happened to, to take place. But watch this. When this event takes place, it says that in verse uh, Revelation chapter 11, verse 13, in the same hour, and let me just pull this up because I know people like to see the scriptures of where I'm at. I'm in Revelation 11, verse 13, right there on your screen. In the same hour, there was a great earthquake. So this, again, Megos, Mega, this is the same. This is exactly what we just saw in the Middle East with Turkey and affecting Turkey and Syria. There will be an earthquake of that magnitude. Listen to what it says. And it strikes Jerusalem, because this is where this is at in Israel, and a tenth of the city fell in the earthquake. And John said he saw 7,000 people were killed. Now I remember again years ago we did a study on this or a podcast, and I we had skeptics come on and say that's ridiculous. You know that could never happen. Well, friends, listen. Again, as of the taping of this of February 9, two thousand twenty three, we have twenty thousand people that have perished from these back to back great earthquakes. 20,000 people, guys, that is a lot. That is a lot of people. If you think about 9-11, when the towers collapsed, both towers collapsed, and the Pentagon, and what happened in Pennsylvania, 3,000 plus souls died there. And remember how horrific that was? This is 20,000 people, and the number is still climbing. So, again... Not only does, uh, not only is this plausible and probable and will happen, but did you know that there's a major fault line that runs through Israel? So for all the skeptics that, well, this can't happen. This will never happen. It absolutely will happen. Now remember, uh, now before I get into what I'm about to show you, one seismologist, even expressed the concern over these two major earthquakes that just struck in the Mideast in Turkey at the epicenter that the, the, the impact, the seismic impact of this was so great and tremendous that it, it actually caused a seismic wave to, to go through all the fault lines of the earth. And, and that's why they believe it even triggered the earthquake that happened in Buffalo, New York. And now Israel, consequently, is reporting they've had like four earthquakes since this. Now, I know we're on this size, but they were still, they were moderate earthquakes in Israel. And it's all, again, it's because of the ripple effect of these giant earthquakes. Now I want to I want to take you back to um I want to show you the headline of this article so you see what I'm looking at what I'm reading here. Uh this this is an article that I wanted to pull up this is from space.com. Look at the headline here. Quote, how the Japan earthquake shortened days on earth. Let me say that again. How the Japan earthquake shortened the days on earth. Let me read a little bit of this to you. The massive earthquake that struck northeast Japan on Friday, March 11, 2011 has shortened the length earth's day 
by a fraction and shifted how the planet's mass is disrupted. Let me say that again. The massive quake that struck in Japan on March 11, 2011 was so powerful that it shortened the day on Earth by a fraction and shifted how the planet's mass is disrupted. And it shifted the entire island of Japan like six, I think it was like either three to six feet. A new analysis of the 8.9 magnitude earthquake has found that the intense quake accelerated Earth's spin. Now remember, consequently, uh, remember we talked about this um, on a, on a previous podcast, and we also shared the articles about this, and they talked about the, how the Earth's inner core has stopped spinning. And some articles say that not only did it stop, but now it's in reverse. And here we go with, and, and we go back to 2011. This quake was so powerful that again, it accelerated Earth's spin and it shortening the length of the 24-hour day by 1.8 microseconds. Now, again, this was according to one geophysicist, Richard Gross, uh, at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California. He went on in his findings, he refined his estimates of the Japan quake's impact, which previously just suggested a 1.6 microsecond shortening of the day based on new data on how much the fault that triggered the earthquake slipped to redistribute the planet's mass. Okay. Quote, by changing the disruption of the earth's mass, the Japanese earthquake could have caused the earth to rotate a bit faster, shortening the length of the day by about 1.8 microseconds. Now guys, when I heard this report, now this is, I didn't just read this report. This report again is what, 12 years old. I've heard about this for a long time because I researched this and we did a whole podcast on this years ago. But when I read this, the first thing I thought of was Matthew 24 verse 22. Let me read it to you. I'm going to read it in context. Okay. We're going to start about verse 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house and let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes but woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days and pray that your flight may not be in winter on the sabbath look at this verse 21 for then there will be great tribulation such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time nor ever shall be now look at verse 22 and unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Now, I know as sure as I'm saying this, somebody will say, well, Brother Ricky, that's not what he meant. Listen, and I want to elaborate on that. I believe this could have two meanings. One is there is the literal contextual meaning Meaning that God is going to literally shorten the days 
because it's going to be so bad that because uh, you have the tribulation and then you have the great tribulation, 42 months, 42 months. It's split up in three and a half years, three and a half years. So God literally is only going to allow 42 months of all of this the great tribulation to take place because if it were to surpass that time frame, he says, quote, no flesh would sur- survive. We get that. Okay. So there's a literal contextual interpretation of that. But then we get into what I call a secondary layer of this. And it, do you, maybe it don't do anything for you, but I find it very intriguing and interesting that these massive, dis- these earthquakes are literally causing the days on earth to be shortened. Now, remember, John said in Revelation, he saw every mountain and island moved out of its place. Okay, so, and this is a future event, ready? Um, So now, I want to pull up another article for you. And let me pull it up so you can see this on your screen. This is uh, the the source of this is Soul Ask, A-S-K, Soul Ask. Most powerful seismic Armageddon since 1939. That's that's interesting in itself. We'll talk about that in just a second. Equal. Now, he's talking about this. These for you guys that are listening by podcast. He's talking about the earthquakes that just happened in Turkey was equal to 130 atomic bombs. What will happen next? Quote, the crack dam. He's talking about the dam in Turkey and the planetary geometries. Okay. So let me get a little bit into this. This is, this stuff is very intriguing to me. Um, On the morning of February 6th, when this catastrophic series of earthquakes struck Turkey with a, it was a, with a magnitude of eight on the Richter scale, the epicenter of seismic events where it took place, uh, the death toll it continues to accelerate. The earthquake occurred on a very large fault line which separates the Arabian plate from the Turkish plate. Turkey is moving like a wedge along two major faults, the eastern Anatolia and the north. uh, Dedicating its front page to the 7.8 Richter scale earthquake that struck Turkey and Syria at dawn, uh, one individual spoke to the president of the National Institute of Geophysics and Volcanology, who pointed out that the uh, the Anatolian tectonic plate m- moved as much as three meters. So again, here is a just like in Japan on 2011, it caused the actual island to shift. Here we have this again, where this entire tectonic plate just shifted three meters. Quote, what happened is that what we call the Arabian plate moved about three meters in a northeast southwest direction relative to the Anatolian plate. 
adding that the fault was activated for at least 150 kilometers with more displacement and greater than three meters. Quote, we are talking about continuous movement. In fact, they're saying that the aftershocks of these quakes, and I will say this quake because they most of these come back to the one initial earthquake. So just to be technical here, we'll say the one initial earthquake. The aftershocks of this one initial great earthquake that hit Turkey, they're saying they could they will very likely be felt for months and even years out. Same thing happened with Japan. The plane of the fault is very inclined, and during the vent, we observe a horizontal displacement of the two sides of the fault. The two fins moved relative to each other. In other words, it is as if Turkey had moved in relation to the Arabian plate to the southwest. Now, here's something else interesting. Uh, Dr. Otta Richard Elias I hope I pronounce it right. He uh, resides from the Lebanese University in Beirut, Lebanon. He made the comment. He recently came out after this and warned that if one more shift takes place on this plate, that it could literally wipe Lebanon off the map. Oh, come on. Are you paying attention to what I'm saying? John said he saw every island and mountain moved out of its place. Okay, let me go back to this article. The earthquake that just happened was the largest disaster in Turkish history since the catastrophic 1939 Arzinkan earthquake that killed more than 33,000 people. Now, what's interesting to me, I want to pull this up. I want you to see this. I want to show you what I'm looking at on my screen. Uh, Consequently, when you do a Google search of major events that took place in 1939, did you know that This 1939 was the start of the Second World War. Hmm. 1939 was the the start of the Second World War. And what are we literally about to embark into? Another world war. Are you kidding me, guys? Are you paying attention? Come on. Listen, do I have my watchmen? Are they alert? Are they watching? God is sending signs in the earth. Oh, and consequently, now you, some of you guys who has followed us for any time, you'll remember me talking about this in 1811 and 1812, when the, 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 the series of huge earthquakes Blue on the New Madrid fault line in the Midwest of the United States of America. Did you know that before those earthquakes took place, there was a comet that was seen in the skies for 17 months. And this comet 
experts are those people who do all this stuff. It's again, it's above my pay grade. So I don't understand how they do this. They have the computer models. They can research this. They dated this comet, uh, all the way back that it made its first orbit. 3,065 years ago, and it was seen during the time of Ramesses II during Egypt. I'm talking about you have these signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, earthquakes, and you've you've got all these things that we can call quote-unquote coincidences, or we can see them as harbingers that God is warning us who are paying attention. Now, I've got I've got uh, two more, no, one more, I'm sorry, one more scripture that I want to show you. And I want to leave, because this is where we're going, guys. So again, let's recap, and then we'll get to this. God is shaking heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. He's telling us that he's still on the throne. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe God is ready in his bride. He's, he's telling us, and warning us because the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And he is provoking us to go out there and take information like this and revelation and give it to the people, warn the people, show them that the days of the coming of the Lord are at hand. He said, when you begin to see all these things coming to pass, look, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption is drawing near. So remember in Haggai said that, Everything that can be shaken will be shaken and no nation will be exempt from this. Then we go over here. uh, The writer of Hebrews chapter 12 said this. Quote, see that you do not refuse. This is Hebrews 12, 25 through 27. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, How much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven? Wow. Whose voice, listen to this, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised saying, quote, look at, listen, let me, let me pull this up. So, cause so you can see this, I got to show it to you. Listen, verse 26, whose voice then, then shook the earth, then past tense, but now present tense. He has promised saying yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Y'all see that? Isn't that not powerful? Verse 27. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Oh, come on. Some of y'all going to get this. Some of y'all's not going to get this. Come on. Here's, here's, I feel like this is what the spirit of the Lord is saying that, listen, if you're born again, you're in covenant with God. You, the Bible says those that believe on him, he has given us the power to become sons of God. I'm not calling, I'm not saying that you're a little Jesus, but you're a son and a daughter of God. And you are the remnant. God, he's saying that everything that's going to be shaken. Listen, the things that are corrupt, the things that are dead, the things that are fruitless, when this shaking continues, it will be removed, but the things, come on, that are kingdom, 
are going to remain. And oh, come on, in Romans chapter 8, the uh, Paul said, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. He talks about creation itself will be delivered from the bondage of the corruption. The whole earth is continuing to groan and labor with birth pangs until now. Listen, the writer of Hebrews is telling us here yet once more God is shaking heaven and earth the sea the dry land the kingdoms of this world are being shaken to the core the economies are being shaken to the core the nations are being shaken to the core everything that can be shaken is being shaken but he says that this indicates that there is a removal of things that are being shaken so that the things that cannot be moved will remain come on do I got anybody that's listening today watching today on this podcast and you've made yourself you made your face like flint you choose to be immovable you choose to continually the bible says that he that endures to the end the same shall be saved come on friend this is no time to fret it's no time to worry it's no time to be anxious it's no time to be fearful yes troubling times are here yes things are being shaken to the core the planet's being shaken to the core. Everything that we know is being shaken to the core. Things are collapsing around us. Literally, the economies are collapsing. Buildings are collapsing. Civilization's collapsing. Morality's collapsing. The churches, we know it's collapsing. But I'm going to tell you what's not collapsing. And that is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And I'm telling you, we are who those of the kingdom. And we have a mandate. We have a great commitment. And that is in the midst of all this. We are to continue going out, making disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of Jesus. Come on, converting them to the Lord. So I hope, listen, I come by today to to encourage you today, to inform you today and equip you today to continue to do occupy till he comes. Continue to do the work of the evangelist. Continue to go out and do what God has commissioned you to do on whatever venue platform or whatever proximity God has put you at I don't care what your occupation is you don't have to have a microphone like brother Ricky or a pulpit or you don't need to be a pastor listen you can be a mouthpiece for God wherever you are so listen endtimeheadlines.org endtimeheadlines.com please download our free app it's available on Apple it's available on Android push yes to push notifications and to be notified of every headline and every podcast when it is readily available. If this podcast is a continual source of blessing to you and your family and you have prayed about becoming a monthly partner or you wish to pray about becoming a monthly partner, you can do that easily and it's 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 very easy to do. You can give electronically uh, through the app right there is the easiest way or you can go to the main website at endtimeheadlines.org endtimeheadlines.com you could do that way or you can give by check or money order right there on the screen by making it out to End Time Headlines P.O. Box. That's 1391 Monroe, Georgia 30655. So as always, we appreciate you guys taking the time out today to be a part of this podcast. Listen, if you're watching this, listen today, you're away from God. You don't know God. 
I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you make the greatest decision you could ever make, and that is to repent of your sins, put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And then after that, listen, after you've said that, after you've believed on him and put your faith in him, Go, if you can, find your Bible-believing, doctrinally sound church. Get water baptized in Jesus' name. Do what you need to do, what God commands us to do, and get peace with God. And I'm telling you, come what may come, you will be rest assured and have peace to know that you are right with the Lord. Come no matter what may come. Come on, do you believe that today? Just receive it today. I pray that you do in Jesus' name. Listen, we're going to sign off for today on the this Thursday, the, the February 9th. We'll be back tomorrow on the 10th on Friday to close out this week of podcasting. Until then, may the Lord bless you, may he keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.